Today I'm talking about things that you should consider when you are tackling your personal finance as a single parent. Just as a heads up, I have included a bunch of resources on the web page for today's episode, so make sure to check that out after you've listened. The website is healthywealthyroots.org. Let's jump into the episode. Hi, welcome to Healthy Wealthy Roots, a podcast about financial wellness, mental health, and parenthood. Here's the story. So I was looking around online for articles about personal finance advice for single parents. And as I was reading through a few of them, I wondered to myself, are any of these people actually single parents? Do they actually know what single parents have to deal with? Because it didn't feel like it. So that's why I wanted to make this episode. Uh, This episode is going to be a little bit different from um, some of the episodes that I've done in the past. I'm not going to go too in-depth into each one of these things because I have quite a list here, but I did want to just give you ideas for things that you should be thinking about if you are a single parent. So first things first, you want to track your expenses and that applies to everyone uh, for personal finance in general you should know where your money is going. And in this podcast, I've talked before about pulling last month's bank statement and just taking a highlight and kind of going through it and highlighting the things that you didn't actually need so that you could uh, figure out how you can reduce your expenses. I've also talked about all of the ways that I have reduced my own expenses Um, just by looking online for how to reduce your water bill and to reduce your electricity. But essentially, you want to make sure that you know how much money is coming in as well as how much money is going out. Once you have an idea of that, then you'll be more conscious with your spending and you can kind of keep track of everything. If you are a single parent who has um, child support, then what you probably would want to do is lump that in with whatever money you're bringing in, and that's how you can start off uh, building up your budget. I've also talked about budgeting on here, and so basically what you would do is you would consider all of the money that comes into your household in one big pot. And from that big pot, you would then figure out, okay, I need this amount, say 30% of it, for the bills. Okay, if I have 30% set aside for the bills, I know that the bills are covered, how much is left? And then from that amount, you can decide, okay, I need to save and invest this amount. And if I do that, how much will be left? Okay, well, this will be the money that we can spend 
on um, family outings and things like that. But basically, you are considering all of the money that is coming in and all of the money that is going out. One thing that is really important is knowing how much debt you have and not just how much debt you have, but also what the interest rates are on each of those accounts. So for instance, if you have student loans, if you have a car loan, if you have a mortgage, if you have credit card debt, you would want to find out what the interest rate on all of that is and come up with a plan for um, tackling your debt. When I first moved to this country and I saw how easy it was to get a credit card just at the mall, I was very confused. I'm like, why are they just giving money away? And I was young. I was I had moved here for college, so I had no clue about how high these interest rates are. And they're not just giving money away. And it's very easy to rack up debt. I have talked on this podcast about my own debt-free journey and tackling debt in general. So if you do have debt, um, there are two basic ways that you could possibly tackle it. One is by paying the minimum down on all of your debt and putting extra money on the lowest interest rate debt until that is cleared and then the next lowest and so on. Uh, And then the other one is kind of the reverse. You pay the minimum on everything, but you put extra on the highest interest rate and knock that one out and then you move on to the next highest and so on. Those are called the debt snowball and debt avalanche methods. Uh, I am personally doing the debt avalanche. And if you are trying to tackle your debt, uh, I would recommend using, there are a couple of websites that help with um, figuring out how to track whichever method you decide to use. The reason why you want to tackle your debt is, I've mentioned before, having debt is like trying to run a race, but there are weights on your feet. You will get there, but it will take you longer to get there. And so for me personally, once the debt is gone, that will give me extra money to do other things and to help my money grow and to be able to take care of my family and prepare for my future. And so for parents, it's important for us to try to get rid of our debt. And the thing about debt is it didn't come to you overnight, and so it won't disappear overnight. But if you have a plan and you're making more than the minimum payment on each one at a time, you will get there. Uh, Another piece to consider is the tax benefits to having children. So you may want to take a look to see exactly what the benefits are. Um, 
there's standard deduction and all of that stuff. And I am not at all anybody's tax professional. But in addition to that, you can also see if your employer offers um, a dependent care uh, flexible account. And if you have a child who is in um, daycare or if you're taking care of childcare in any way, that is something that you may want to consider. The reason for that is if you use that account, the money is taken up before your taxes on your income. And so it reduces your taxable income which means that you will essentially be paying less taxes on the money that you make with your salary. Uh, and then you can pay for your childcare from the money that you've already set aside. So for me, that's something new that I am starting this year as my child is getting ready to go into his second year of life. Um, and because he is in daycare full-time, I maxed out that account. I think this year the max is $5,000. Um, so that's something to consider as well because you get a tax benefit. When it comes to kids, they have regular everyday expenses and then they have bigger expenses. And for us as parents, in our lives with work and with our homes, we also need to plan for bigger expenses. So I've talked about being a fan of sinking funds, the idea of a sinking funds account. And what that basically is, it's kind of like having a savings account, but a savings account for something or some things in particular. So for me, I have uh, set up a sinking funds account for bigger expenses that are coming down the line. So for instance, for my child's daycare, every year in June, there is the annual re-enrollment fee, which is uh, just over $1,000. And so what I have done is in my budget, what I did was I broke down that amount, I divided it by 12 to figure out how much it would be each month. And so each month I'm putting that money into the sinking funds account so that when June rolls around, I'll be ready to pay it. I'm also doing the same thing with a couple of my other big expenses and that will prevent me from having to rely on a credit card or pulling from my main savings account when it comes around time to pay those. Uh, people also use sinking funds for planning for vacations. So if you want to take a trip with the family, instead of waiting until whenever you're ready to take the trip and then charging it to your account, you can kind of plan ahead and figure out, okay, approximately how much will this trip cost? And then if I have a year and a half to save for it, how much would that break down to? And that way you're saving yourself in the long run. As a single parent, it is super important to have insurance and adequate insurance. 
as well as emergency funds. So in a way, insurance kind of ends up being an emergency fund. Uh, you are paying money every month for your insurance plans in the event that if something were to happen, that money would then become available to you. Um, and then an actual emergency fund is cash that you are setting aside in the event that something were to happen, you would be able to quickly access that cash. So as a single parent, a couple of things to consider, uh, it, particularly if you're working, you want to consider having short as well as long-term disability, and there is a difference between the two. So those are things to research and figure out what makes sense for you and your family. You should also consider having life insurance. And I now know that peace of mind that comes from having a life insurance policy because I know that if anything were to happen to me and if I were to pass away, that my child would be immediately taken care of financially. And that is a burden that is lifted off of my shoulders. Um, there are different life insurance policies. You'll hear about whole life and um, people talk about using it as an investment vehicle. Be very careful with that. Um, a lot of people, particularly in the financial independence movement, they tend to rely more so on term life policies versus whole life policies and instead invest their money in retirement accounts and um, brokerage accounts. So take a look at all of those uh, options. And also, if you could. Um, Find out what other people have been paying for theirs. Ask around people in your personal life or if you are online in any of the social media spaces because you don't want to sign up for something and then realize after the fact that you're paying a whole lot more money than you needed to for something else that would have been much cheaper but comparable. Uh, another piece is a little bit morbid. We don't like thinking about passing away, but as single parents, it's something that we do need to keep in mind because I want more than anything in the world for my child to be successful in life and to be uh, well taken care of and so on. And the same thing applies for whether I am here or not. And so this piece um, involves me thinking about getting a will, making sure that there is written documentation somewhere for what I want to happen if I am no longer around and if he is not yet an adult. Uh, and what I have done is I signed up through my employer. There is a um, legal aid uh, benefit through my employer, and it's relatively inexpensive. So I signed up for that so that I could get going on legal documentation. 
because that's really an important piece. I know it's not specifically money, but it's related to your money and to your child. So it's just as important as budgeting and saving and tracking expenses and all of that. As a single parent, also related to that topic is the idea of what would happen to all of your affairs in the event that you did pass away. So when I was a teenager, my grandmother, she was a little bit ahead of her time. Um, she, She asked me one day if I knew what she wanted for her funeral. And I was like, no, what are you talking about? But she was asking me that because she had written it all down in a book. And she had put the book in her um, closet. And she wanted to make sure that I knew that it was there uh, in the event that we needed to get that information. So, yes, she planned out her funeral, which, okay, fine. But she also included some of the helpful information in there. So she had done a breakdown of every single one of the bills so electricity, water, and so on, uh, as well as the account numbers and passwords and all of that information was written down and outlined. Um, Some people online, I've seen it called uh, I Died Now What binder. You can make an actual binder or you can do um, an online document that's secured and you can uh, give the password to two or more relatives or friends just to make sure that people know what to take care of. Uh, You can look online to see what should go in there. But a couple of things that should go in there are, aside from your bills and your account numbers, any information related to where you live, if you're renting or if you have a mortgage, um, as well as any uh, bank accounts, savings accounts, um, investment accounts. And if you have your um, children or other family members on those as beneficiaries, that information should be included in there as well. And speaking of which, if you have any accounts, especially um, if you are investing, make sure that you're updating your beneficiaries. I think that, um, I think my account just recently at the end of the year sent out a reminder to update the beneficiaries because what can sometimes happen is people may add their first child and then they don't think about it and they've had two or three other kids and they never updated it. Um, God forbid something were to happen, only one child is listed. Or um, it could happen with uh, you got married and your spouse is on there and then you get a divorce, but you don't ever take them off and then it can get complicated. So making sure that your beneficiaries are updated. Um, In terms of talking about retirement plans, please, 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 your children are not a retirement plan. Please do not rely on your children to take care of you when you are older. Um, I cannot begin to express how stressful that 
thought is for a lot of people who I have talked to, uh, yes, we want to instill certain values in our children, but at the same time, we also want to prepare at least somewhat for our own future. And so you want to make sure that you have a retirement plan, whether it is through your employer or if you are self-employed, you can get one yourself. Um, And in particular, most of the people in the financial independence space, they rely on Vanguard. Um, A lot of people also use Fidelity. Uh, and Charles Schwab, those three tend to be referred to the most. Um, Just as you want to make sure that you are not being charged a whole lot in terms of fees. So if you don't already have a retirement plan, go ahead and set one up. If you are setting one up through your employer, you'll want to find out if they offer a match because that's essentially money that is owed to you and you can be offered money and if you're not signed up and donate uh, put putting enough towards the match you're basically saying no thank you to money that is owed to you so you'd want to check into that as well once you've taken care of all of those things then in addition to that would be extra stuff for your own kids. Uh, In the last episode, I gave the analogy of being on an airline and there's a loss in cabin pressure and the um, masks drop down. And the announcement at the beginning of the flight always says to put on your mask first before you attend to anyone else in your care. And the same thing applies for personal finance. We want to make sure that we are taking care of us and everything that we need first before we consider how else we can um, contribute to the well-being of our children or our parents or whoever the case might be. So once you have all of the other pieces squared away, like I just talked about, then you can consider things like a 529 plan, which is an education fund for uh, your child. You can consider a trust fund for your child. Um, Some people do retirement plans for their children. Some people add their children as authorized users on their credit cards once they're old enough so that they can start to build credit. Um, And so if you are going to be putting money towards your kids in those ways, making sure that you are taking care of yourself first um, and then doing that in addition. And when it comes to personal finance, as you are learning, and this is something that I've been doing, even though my, my baby is still very young, as you are learning you can start teaching your children. And so, yes, my baby's young, he's a toddler, but when we go shopping, he's paying attention to what I'm doing at the cashier and 
I ask him things like, oh, are you going to have a job and are you going to buy the groceries one day? Um, but as kids get older, you can start to introduce more ideas. You can start to introduce the idea of a budget. Uh, if you give them an allowance, you can talk to them about if they spend all of their money, then they're not going to have any money left. You can put aside some of your money and save it for another day, that kind of a thing. So we are able to learn ourselves, and we're also able to pass on this information to the next generation, and they're just going to be so much better for it. So those are a few of the ideas for um, single parents to consider in terms of personal finance. Uh, the internet is chock full of information. Make sure that you are using reliable sources. Um, but I would encourage you to take a look at the things that have stood out for you on this episode. Thank you for joining me today. Remember, you can check out new episodes every Monday and Friday. If you haven't already, please pop over to the website at healthywealthyroots.org. You can follow me on Instagram at healthywealthyroots. And I am now on Clubhouse at HWR. That's for Healthy Wealthy Roots, of course. Now you can also send in a voice message the link for that is on the website, and I may play it on the show. Remember, our future grows from healthy, wealthy roots. We have so many demands on us from our job, our family members, our friends, and we even place demands on ourselves. And with all of these demands, it can make it hard for us to figure out how we can take care of ourselves effectively. So on the next episode, I'm going to talk about how we can make time for our mental health. This podcast offers only a look at what I'm doing and is not meant to substitute the results you can get from working one-on-one -on -one with a professional.